0: Hello, friends, and welcome to On My Mind. I'm Shelley Griffith, and this week I've been thinking about an interesting collection of words known as idioms, I-D-I-O-M-S. And I'm sure you've heard these over your lifetime. It's a phrase that, taken as a whole, has a meaning that you can figure out just from the individual words. And what that means is, for example, if you say, once in a blue moon... That means very rarely if you know that a blue moon only occurs two or three times a year, so you're not going to see something that often. A young man named Scott Matthews, a geologist and author of the Amazing World Facts series, has written a book also titled Why Do We Say That? This is an informative book of idioms and other facts that I found very interesting. I have always been somewhat nerdy when it comes to enjoying the art of wordsmithing as we call it. I was the actual proofreader on our high school newspaper and have been doing it ever since. I also started a local newspaper column in our area about a dozen years ago and have looked for sayings of all types over the years to include in my columns. I'd like to share a number of Mr. Matthew's descriptions of idioms and general comments that you might not know and it's interesting to look at the origin and why we say what we do all these years later. If you'd like to share any of yours with our listeners, please email me at shellgriff at gmail.com. That's S-H-E-L-G-R-I-F at gmail.com, and I can put them in future episodes. So let's take a look at some of the statements in Mr. Matthews's outline, outlined, and, and I'm guessing, as I said, that you've heard these over the years one straight from the horse's mouth horse racing the sport of kings has been around for centuries in 12th century britain it was and still is today a huge gambling sport just as it is in the u.s the horse racing gamblers back then were called punters p-u-n-t-e-r-s just like football punters and these individuals would share tips about the horse's good qualities in order to improve the odds of winning their bets. The most trusted tips came from those closest to the horse's, trainers, and stable lads. These people were actually so close to the horse that any tips were considered straight from the horse's mouth. Today, this idiom indicates information to be trusted if it comes from the person or entity who is best placed to know all the facts about an issue. Another one is caught red-handed. This means to be nabbed while in the process of doing something wrong or against the law. Back in 15th century Scotland, it was a reference to a law set up to punish those people who slaughtered stolen farm animals. And to be convicted of the theft, he or she had to be caught with the animal's blood on his or her hands, hence red-handed. This still can apply today, but you don't have to have the necessary blood on your hands. Another one I enjoy is to let the cat out of the bag. In the early 16th century, traders at market would tie up piglets inside sacks to make it easier for the farmers to carry them home. Some shady dealers, however, would find less valuable animals such as cats and put them in the bags instead of the piglets. If the farmers found out right there at market by opening the bag, this was a real problem for the dealer. But if the farmer didn't want to look and they took the bag home, found out after they opened it, the cat was out of the bag, then it was a problem for the trader. Today, this means, as you would expect, to reveal a secret intentionally or unintentionally. Another one, very common, to butter someone up. In India in ancient times, people would throw butter at some of their godlike statues while asking for personal favors. Sometimes people would actually carve sculptures of the divine beings out of butter, meaning they were seeking peace and happiness. Therefore, butter was connected to flattery, as it is today, and can get you everywhere or can't get you anywhere at all. Another saying quite commonly used, burning the midnight oil. In the days before electricity, folks, of course, had to use candles or oil lamps at night. Most people tried to finish all their activities before dark so they didn't waste the oil, which could be very expensive. And if someone had to stay up to complete tasks such as studying late night work around the house, it was known as burning the midnight oil. And from the 17th century to the present day, it means the same thing. Riding shotgun. Long ago in the West, as you can imagine, stagecoaches were the main mode of transportation. The trips were dangerous due to the terrain, hostile natives, bandits. And the stagecoach companies would hire men to protect the coaches, and they would sit on the right side up in the seat next to the driver. After automobiles were invented, riding in the front passenger seat became the same type of situation. The shotgun seat and that passenger was riding shotgun. Another one that I certainly can relate to because of my wonderful taste in talking so much is chewing the fat. This usually means to make friendly small talk with others. Centuries ago, residents of great britain would snack on fatty salty pork rinds while engaged in idle chatter this was very common also in the royal navy as the sailors were running low on rations but they did get pork rinds and they sat around talking to the other sailors on their free time red herring this refers to something that is deliberately misleading or distracting this common expression comes from smoked herring because the smoking process turns the herring red. And in the 17th century, red herring was most often eaten by members of the lower classes of society. Hunters often used their bloodhounds to track for small animals, such as rabbits and hares. But to protect the animals, the farmers would put out red herring in the woods, and the scent would throw off the hounds so that the hunters never got their real prey. Another fun idiom, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. In bygone years, when folks were buying a horse, they could tell their age by looking at and counting their teeth. This was also a way of gauging other physical problems. If the teeth were broken, if the gums were swollen, uh, and so forth, then the horse may not be what they wanted to buy. Now, if someone gave you the horse as a gift, You wouldn't want to insult the giver of the horse by looking in the mouth in front of the donor of the horse. The English proverb of don't look a gift horse in the mouth comes from this. So if someone offers you a gift or does a favor for you, you should never act ungrateful or distrusting of that person's offering. So you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Another one that's quite popular, till the cows come home. Many centuries ago, when Europe was a basically agrarian society, herdsmen would take the cattle out to pasture in the early morning, bring them home at night. That happens even today, a lot of times. These men found out there was no way to predict how long it would take to bring them home because the cattle behaved strangely at times. They were slow, they were lazy, and they'd stop to graze on any grass that was around whenever they could. So the herdsmen never could tell anyone a certain time they would be back, and they would just say to the people that would ask, well, I'll be there when the cows come home. Another fun fact I learned this week was about the zip code. I didn't realize it was introduced a lot longer ago than I actually thought initially. July the 1st, 1963. And I certainly didn't know what it stood for, and I'll bet a lot of you don't either. It means Zone Improvement Plan. It was designed to make it possible to sort mail automatically instead of by hand. A very interesting concept. Now, we have a lot more of these idioms, and I may do some in a further episode, but that's going to be it for today. And Until next time, two anonymous quotes I ran across this week really spoke to me. One says, the things that count most in life are the things that cannot be counted. And the other one says, you don't have to light all the world, but you do have to light your part of it. This has been On My Mind. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelly Griffith, and I hope you have a safe and healthy day, and I'll see you a little further on up the road.